the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Today's edition of the Spot Track Podcast is brought to you by The Athletic. At The Athletic on Twitter, theathletic.com slash spot track in your browser gets you 40% off, $2.99 a month. You can't go wrong. There has never been a bigger, more important, more necessary time to read sports journalism. <laughs> we had the suspension of a league last night. There appears to be more coming. The NCAA tournament is up in the air. We're going to be home watching things on TV, folks. That's just life. And it may not be live action sports. So uh, no better time right now than right now to subscribe to The Athletic. Start reading some of these long-form journalistic approaches, especially from the David Aldridge's of the world who have taken the NBA side of this really under, the, under his, uh, his wing. Really strong piece this morning from, Ald- from David Aldridge on The Athletic, just basically saying this was coming. We all kind of knew it was coming. We didn't want to believe it was coming. It's here, and now every other sport's going to have to follow suit. So if that's your line of thinking, then David's got it all figured out and all hashed out nicely. Plenty more like this, including fantasy breakdowns, podcasts, all that. Your entire sports palette lives on The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash spot track gets you 40% off your first year. All right. My name is Mike Giannetti. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. Quite a night, uh, a historic night in a negative way. Let me tell you who won the night because there, were n- <laughs> there was not a lot of positives to take away last night. Mark Cuban absolutely won the night. There's no question. Uh, I mean, you, you saw the reaction when he, he received a notification on his phone that the NBA was suspending operations effective t- today. He went crazy. He looked like a fan, and that's just sort of been his M.O. He is a brilliant man who made a lot of money, bought a sports team, and has done a lot of things right. A couple of black, black marks for sure. We don't need to get into those, but he certainly had some, some, some issues as well. But last night, he won the night. He, uh, he was interviewed during the game in real time with really no preparation. I mean, he, he had just learned the news. You saw him go over to his Dallas team and basically explain what was happening. And uh, then ESPN put him on the air, and he had everything right to say. You know, this is not about basketball. This is about you and your family and, and humanity and, and, and a global epidemic and, and where we are right now. This, he just had everything right to say. And then he, he kind of brought it in-house and, and understood that he had hundreds of employees around him right now that were going to be without jobs for the foreseeable future. And he's prepared to take care of them. He reinstated that fact again in the press conference after the game. Uh, just a real class act, and uh, he certainly won the night in a night that needed something to be won because uh, we are without basketball, NBA basketball now for a while, I believe, and I would be surprised if the NCAA doesn't follow suit. I know that the plan as of right now this morning is to continue a couple of these conference tournaments without fans. It's not for me to decide. I just think now that the NBA has set this precedence, and reactionarily they've set this precedence, I mean, Rudy Gobert has... COVID-19. And now every Utah Jazz player is being tested and every player that's played the Utah Jazz is being tested. So, you know, the spiraling has happened. It's begun. And the NBA has certainly reacted to that properly. And many corporations have done the same. So I expect the NHL and Major League Baseball and, and possibly some of these football engagements that, you know, pro days and, and all the scouts that are set to travel across the country for these draft prospects, um, that's a tough pill to, sw- pill to swallow right now with everything that's happened and what we know and the, just the increase in numbers of this thing. So the sports world has officially been affected in a big, big way. Uh, this is just step one. I think there's plenty more to come. We're going to be joined by 
legal counsel for some of the highest profile athletes and celebrities in sports right now. It's just, you know, I'm not going to name names. You can go and find, find out those names, but he has been through quite a bit over the past couple of years with some of these, some of these athletes. And we're going to get his take on what happened last night with the NBA. What does it mean for his clientele and players that may not be getting paid here and have endorsements and, you know, leagues that are set to lose a decent amount of money, even though insurance certainly will cover some of that, but there's a lot of unknowns and, uh, you know, happy to be joined by Darren, who's just a brilliant mind in terms of the legal side of it and the sports side of it. So I think you'll enjoy what he has to say. And we'll wrap it up after that with our thoughts about what's coming next. All right, Darren, legal counsel, versatile legal counsel. You're, you're, you're a jack of all trades, really high profile clients, tons of athletes, um, I don't want to get specific with that at all. I really just want your take on on what happened last night and where we're going with this because um, you're the, you're kind of the behind the scenes guy here and really knowledgeable. Our tweets generally kind of cross paths often because you really dive into the financial side of it a lot, and I'm sure that comes up with your clients a lot as well. What what kind of things? Obviously not specifically, but generally speaking, what kind of things are you saying to your clients right now with the the looming pause of sports? Well, look, I, I represent clients in a variety of sports. Uh, just, just until very recently, most of my conversations were with clients in the NFL and talking about what to do with a pending vote on a proposed collective bargaining agreement. I mean, that was only a few days ago. Right. And here we are a few days later, and that's certainly taken, um, you know, it's been taken over by a conversation about coronavirus and not so much now with NFL players, but I'm talking with various NHL, NBA and MLB players about what's next. And certainly the NBA has now taken priority with its action on Wednesday night when it decided to suspend all games. I think it would be wrong to perceive that as a complete end of the regular season and the forfeiture of any playoffs. It's simply a temporary suspension. And I think it's it'll allow cooler heads to potentially prevail, uh, allow owners and players to really get a grasp on the situation and the gravity of the situation with the hope that players are back on the court sooner rather than later. Um, with the NBA, they have an opportunity to potentially postpone games and make them up, whereas talking about let's say the NCAA and March Madness it may be more difficult particularly because we're talking about individuals who are students and on academic calendars so um, variety of conversations with professional athletes though a lot about uh, it's, it's a lot of conversation about the financial aspect will they now forfeit sa- their salary checks related to the games that may be missed will they have issues with their um with the companies that they're endorsing and there's a lot of unknowns. So we're, we're sort of navigating it through the specific contract language and looking at the best case and worst case scenarios. Right. And I actually wanted to touch on the endorsement side a little bit. And again, not specifically speaking because every contract is written differently. Um, what kind of scenarios could play out? I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think the plan here certainly is the stop now so that they can think they can ride this out and then get back to playing as soon as possible. So I don't think it's fair to assume anything's going to be canceled, but endorsement deals are generally, you know, written on for the nine month NBA season. I would imagine um, if this thing has to be delayed and pushed into July and August, is it just going to be, you know, we'll continue on with what we had originally in the contract or will, will things have to be rewritten to account for this postponement? Well, absolutely going forward. 
you you have to imagine that brands are going to rewrite their contracts on a going forward basis with these types of instances in mind. They want to protect themselves. But with regard to the existing relationships that are currently in place, you know, an endorsement contract comes in all shapes and sizes, but perhaps the most predominant contract uh, particularly for NBA players, is the shoe and apparel deal, whether it be with a Nike or an Adidas or a Puma, et cetera. And oftentimes when you enter into these types of negotiations with those particular types of brands, they come to the table and essentially say the vast majority of the language is non-negotiable. Now, that doesn't really mean much to a lawyer on the other side because as long as there's leverage, pretty much any clause is negotiable. But oftentimes what happens is a lot of these quote-unquote quote, boilerplate provisions, such as a force majeure clause, mm-hmm. gets thrown in there with it being very one-sided toward the brand, allowing the brand almost carte blanche authority to essentially dock pay to an athlete under certain circumstances, um, even sometimes using terms such as sole discretion of the brand. And so the specific language is vitally important here. But I guess what's more important than any of that is will any of these brands try to invoke those clauses and either claw back monies that they've already provided to the athletes or try to withhold money that may be due to the athletes. And again, there's been no sign thus far. It's fast moving. You know, there are new developments. We're not even 24 hours since the NBA has issued its edict that games are suspended. So it's sort of a wait and see. If the brands decide to, to try to avoid paying players, then certainly that could erupt into litigation and ultimately if there's clear language then it'll be an easy decision but if there's ambiguity then it gets to the intent of the parties and that can get really messy sure yeah and you alluded to it i think this is going to be a precedence for you know stronger written language with all this in mind going forward in all these contracts right endorsements player contracts everything um you you mentioned on twitter not too long ago here that there is a bit of an opt-out clause with the CBA during a, across a 60-day period. Do you want to elaborate on that? Is that something you're concerned about here? I'm not, but I thought that it was worthwhile to at least point it out. There is a provision within the current collective bargaining agreement that allows for the NBA to um, essentially provide a notice to the union and say the intention is to pull out of the collective bargaining agreement allowing the parties a 60-day window to then negotiate in good faith and try to come up to, with a new agreement. Again, I, I don't want there to be really any speculation that sure. this is what's to come. Um, I just thought it was a really interesting provision that I had not seen prior. I mean, we're talking about a 400-plus page document. So, you know, oftentimes these, t- these types of things get glanced over when you're doing a review and talking about different subjects. But it was very interesting to find uh, that the NBA as a league does have this opportunity within the CBA. And so I guess someone at the league was thinking about that when this thing, when this document was negotiated. Um, so in a worst case scenario, it is classified as a pandemic. I mean, if, if in fact this lasts a long time, this is an opportunity for the NBA to invoke that type of clause. Right. And that would be protection if, you know, the money really started to bleed heavily to a point of where, you know, there may not be a return. I don't see that happening with the NBA, of course, but um, let's, let's stay right there. Do you, obviously this is brand new. I'm sure the league hasn't reached out specifically to many parties at all about anything because they're so formulating their plan. In your opinion, let's say this thing goes six weeks. Are players just going to be paid as is right now? Is the league just going to keep things as is right now, do you think? 
I think that's going to be a very important decision for the league. I think the shorter that this thing plays out, the more likely that players will not miss paycheck. Right. All right. You uh, you responded yesterday to one of my tweets, and really it was just my, my good faith tweet of saying, you know, it's time to start taking this seriously. Um, and, and basically I was saying, you know, these major corporations are, are taking some measures. I'm not naive to the fact that there are lawyers in their ears saying, look at the consequences are going to be ridiculous if we don't do the right thing now. So I understand how this is happening, but your response is valid. There's, there's insurance in place for this kind of thing, right? I mean, the leagues, they're not going to lose a ton of money at the end of the day because they had to cancel 18 games in your opinion, or can you, can you extrapolate on that a little bit? How does that all work? How do we get, get back to normal? How much is really set, set to be lost here at the end of the day? Well, there's no doubt that there are various lines of insurance that are taken out by leagues, by companies, and so on and so forth. The devil's in the details, however. And so the particulars of those insurance policies will have to be examined uh, very strictly. And it was interesting. Uh, on Twitter as well, I was having a conversation with a colleague yesterday. And I think in response to one of my tweets, he mentioned that he's dealing with an issue where there's a clause in a contract that says there's coverage if it, there's, it's deemed to be a pandemic by the CDC, hmm. if there's no, there's no specific clarity as to whether that also is true if, if it's labeled a pandemic by the WHO. I mean, that's why it's so important Messy. to be so specific in these, types of dispu- in these types of contracts because ultimately it can erupt into a dispute if there's millions of dollars on the line. And this happens. This happens in the legal world where every single word, every single punctuation mark is looked at and scrutinized. And so, yes, there are insurance policies. Whether or not uh, the language allows for coverage will be something and is something that many companies are looking at currently. Yeah, makes sense. Um, you know, I know you're not on the medical side of this, but the NBA was somewhat reactionary to this. This was in reaction to Rudy Gobert's situation. And it, it's certainly the right decision. I think everybody agrees with that right now. Uh, in your opinion, is, is this just coming for all the other sports right now? Is it going to be a big pause button for every sport right now? You know, I guess we're now used to the NBA taking the lead on a variety right. of subjects when it comes to professional sports leagues. Um, I, I have to think the next shoe to drop is probably the NHL. In a similar position within its regular season, with games being played on a nightly basis, I think that the NHL will follow suit uh, and also uh, postpone, suspend games, uh, at least for the near future. MLB has a, an interesting decision to make because it's you know currently in spring training, not yet in regular season, but it's coming very soon. Do you start the season suspended? And because there's so many games and such little time between games and and very few days off, can you afford to miss those games? And what do you do about making them up or paying the players? I think the MLB is in a much more difficult situation. You know, the NFL has the benefit of time right now. Certainly it can, it can affect the draft. It can affect pro day workout, so on and so forth. But I think that the, the, the workouts can be rescheduled. Many of those players already have the benefit of participating in the NFL combine. And so I think that the effect on the NFL is much less because time's on its side. But certainly I, I, the NBA was reactionary, and I do believe that other leagues will also in turn react to 
the NBA, which really has taken the lead amongst professional sports. I, I agree. And I actually thought about this last night when this was all unfolding. I, I can't imagine if the NFL was in season right now and they had to be the ones to take the lead on this. It just hasn't gone their way when they've had to be, be the front runner with these kind of big decisions. I'll get you out on this. You've got some some pretty high-profile athletes in, ter- in terms of clientele who have had some wild rides in the past couple of years here. Where, where does this rank? I mean, just the complete suspension in the middle of action. I mean, I'm watching the, the Mavericks game last night, and all this unfolds kind of in front of us. It's really unique. But, but just in, on your, in your neck of the woods, where does this rank? Well, it hasn't, real, it hasn't directly affected any of my clients as of yet. Because, again, from a financial perspective, there's a lot of uncertainty. Sir, we are looking at specifics of various agreements and doing what we can to prepare players for, again, worst case and best case scenarios. But um, <laughs> without mentioning names, yeah. uh, you know, th- this as of right now, it, it pales in comparison to some of the issues that we've dealt with personally with players. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor and, and you've also you know, mention that you're not either. And so I don't really know, to be honest, the gravity of this particular situation and how bad it can get. I just listen to what experts are saying. And my understanding is the best that we can quarantine, the better, and that most likely this is something that will pass. And so, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm hopeful that that's very true um, and that there is very little effect on players in general and certainly my clients. I, I think that you know, I'm an optimist. So, and, and I am listening very closely to what the experts are saying. And and it appears particularly because of what China has been able to do what South Korea has been able to do, obviously Italy being the outlier that if we do things right domestically, that hopefully this will pass soon. Really well said, Darren, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. That's Legal analyst and legal counsel for many, many high-profile athletes, Darren Heitner. That's at Darren Heitner, D-A-R-R-E-N-H-E-I-T-N-E-R on Twitter, HeitnerLegal.com. Really appreciate his time this afternoon. All right, so one of the things discussed there was the potential of players losing salary over the next couple of weeks. So this is how it works. I just want to break out the math a little bit so I understand. I agree with Darren. I think this is a non-discussion at the end of the day. I do believe the, the goal, obviously, is for the NBA to get back to gameplay. Um, you know, might they miss a couple of regular season games? Possibly. I'm not sure they can squeeze everything back in, if you know, no matter how long this takes. But certainly the goal is to get to the postseason and, and have that experience play out as it should. Obviously, we're not. I'm not able to forecast that. But let's say, let's just say that the season is done as of March 12th, the season is done and everything stops as it is canceled, completely canceled. So the way the CBA is currently written, there is a percentage per, per, per day, per game, essentially that would be forfeited from every player. So for instance, you look at five postseason game, pre excuse me, five preseason games, 82 regular season games. And then and what they deem an average of 5.4, postseason games so there's a 92 92 game window that 192 one divided by 92 becomes how much per your salary that you stand to lose so i did the math this morning on lebron james's 38 million dollar salary this year if if today on march 12th the season is officially canceled he stands to lose about nine million dollars 
So, you know, and I understand that in LeBron James' world, that's a small percentage of his fortune. But for a lot of players, you're talking about a decent amount of change. You're talking about 23 games, 23 games pay that they'd be losing for the remainder of the season. That's what will be taken out of their salary if the season is canceled as of right now. Again, I don't believe we're going there. I believe the, the, pl- the plan is to play as many regular teams as games as possible and then the entire postseason. But certainly after last night's event, nothing is off the table. And I do be- I agree with Darren. I think the NHL is about to make a, a move. If it's not today, certainly by tomorrow, that they will be suspending indefinitely because it just makes sense. You can't be uh, – I, I said it with Darren. The NBA was reactionary, and generally they're out front. Generally they're the ones out, of, out front here, but – it, it, it took one of their players testing positive, and obviously you saw the panic kind of kind of set in from there when the Pelicans decided, no way, we don't want to be anywhere near someone who's even close to the Utah Jazz. So that's just going to be par for the course. And the NHL, who is in a similar seasonal state as the NBA right now, certainly they have a lot more to lose financially because of their state versus the NBA state, but they're at, at about the same point of the season as the NBA, so just following suit and putting a pause on this regular season right now makes sense. It's the smart thing to do for the, the greater humanity right now. We've got to stop the spreading of this thing. Sports is a mass community situation, whether it's the fans or, or players or teams that travel together or, or live closely together, especially in a college setting. There's just a lot of conglomeration. That's just how sports works. So in a, in a world where social distancing is becoming required you know the sports game just doesn't fit that model right now so i understand that we're heading toward a place where live action sports are going to have to be paused but from a nba standpoint those are the financial ramifications take the uh take a player's salary divide by 92 and multiply today by 23 that's what's that's what's remaining per the cba and uh, you'll figure out how much a player stands to lose if there's no more basketball for this season let's hope that's not the case All right, we're going to be back soon with a big, big baseball preview. (laughs) Again, assuming there's a baseball season to be started, I have to agree with Darren that right now the pressure is on to to postpone the start of the season. I think the right thing to do is to keep these players in spring training where they are. Don't let them travel. Don't let them interact with, you know, other parts of the country right now. Just kind of keep everybody contained where we are, which is sort of what, what all of our local governments are basically recommending anyway, right? Um, so I think teams are going to be staying in spring training a little longer than they want to until this thing gets to a point of where there's comfort in moving around a little bit more. So we're still going to have our baseball preview. I've got cousin Dan locked and loaded on fantasy on DFS on just, you know, general game thoughts and went over under wins. Who's going to win the division? Who's going to make the postseason that didn't last year? All those burning questions that we get to every preseason, and we'll, of course, break down some financials of the, uh, the rosters, positional spending, who's spending on pitchers, just how low are, is the Baltimore Orioles payroll going to be in 2020, all those good, all those good facts. Um, so big baseball preview coming, obviously, next week. As of, as of right now, next week, uh, NFL free agency is set to hit. So we've already got some names being tossed around, plenty of releases happening right now. Um, the trade candidates are really starting to line up. I think we're going to see three to four really impactful trades next Wednesday when things get rolling. So we'll be on top of it all. We're going to have a nice big show next week, maybe t- maybe three shows next week. 
with the uh, the implementation now of, of this side of it with the coronavirus and the possibility of the NHL suspending and baseball as well. Uh, we'll definitely keep up on that and try to get the financial side of it all figured out as well alongside of the NFL and the craziness that will ensue. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Spot Trek Podcast. <laughs>